and welcome to The Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean cricket podcast with me, David Oram. I'll be looking at the recent major cricket news stories in the region, in the company as ever of my good friend, the renowned West Indies cricket commentator, Joseph Reds Pereira. Greetings, Reds. How are you? Well, um, I'm enjoying a sunny morning and I hope that the rainy period will soon be over. I'm sure the farmers are happy, but I don't believe the cricket administrators are very happy whether it's the women's tournament in Guyana where the winners have not faced or bowled a ball mm. and the final is today and they must be very unhappy and of course the CPL is hoping for better weather and I suppose the upcoming test match in Antigua is hoping for good weather. Yes, no, the, the the weather. Funnily enough, was one of my list of topics. So we'll, we'll stick with it for a moment. You're quite you're quite right there, Reds. It has blighted. There's uh, several competitions going on at the moment, as we mentioned. Obviously, the CPL, but uh, even the regional tournaments. Uh, the under 15s and the under 19s they get started in the next few days. But we've had the under 17s, the women's 50 over tournament, and I forgot to mention last week the uh, the blind cricketers tournament that was blighted by poor weather as well. In the end, uh, Trinidad and Spago and Jamaica had to share the, the trophy without even playing a final. As you referred to there, the uh, the, the women's fingers crossed will get played today. And the, but it, it really has blighted cricket in the region of late. Yes, um, it is probably all part of global warming um, and uh, weather. In fact, um, we have enough covers um, when we play the regional tournaments, whether there is need for the local association hosting to work with other regional bodies who might not be using the covers to bar them for a period so that the square and the run-ups. Whether that will help, David, I don't know, because in some cases the outfield was just wet, wet, wet. But, um, you know, it's a, a real difficult time for, let's say, the Winwards women who prepared and prepared. I w- Traveled down to Guyana with them, and they were all looking forward um, to the the, the tournament. Uh, only not to even um, you know, ball or bat a ball. Yeah, no, they're terribly unfortunate. I, it hasn't where there's been grounds that have got decent covers uh, and decent uh, ground staff. Those games have managed to carry on. But in the more out grounds where the uh, the, the the age group plays, um, particularly where these things have been in Guyana and the, the outgrounds, the lesser grounds, they've got less resources. Perhaps the thing, Reds, is that the WICB needs to look and that these very important competitions need to not be played in July and need to be played at the much drier times of year. I suppose a question to, to David from one of our uh, um, listeners will be an email to you. When is the drier time of the year? <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 a that's a challenge. It just it it traditionally it was uh, during the uh, July August that sort of period where we'd have the so-called rainy season. But you're absolutely right. Whether it's uh, climate change, whatever it is, there was a lot of rain throughout December, January, and February. Certainly, in my time living in the Caribbean. No, you're quite right. Thankfully, thankfully, it hasn't uh, had too much of an impact on the preparations for the West Indies India series. Uh, they had their second warm-up match the other day, and the uh, President's Eleven got away with a, a creditable draw. Yes, and I think the star of that um, is, in fact, Rashid Cornwall. Um, he is not done uh, in the squad for the first test, but he continues to do well despite his um, size, which has been maybe overcommitted on. 
because it doesn't seem to get into its way. Um, you know, in the past, you've had people like Colin Milburn, which was fairly heavy. Colin Cowdery was not a slim gym either. Uh, and, and Cornwall has come up trumps um, as someone who can do well with, with the ball and with the bat. Yeah. Um, but from a looking forward to the first test um, point of view, I would say Blackwood's 50-odd um, in the second innings um, didn't do his calls um, any um, negatively. It didn't cause any bad, and I will think the one who maybe missed out is Leon Johnson, hmm. who had to open the innings. Um, and you look back at his time for Guyana in the last season, he made all his runs batting somewhere around number four, number five. Well, maybe it was unfortunate, but I think maybe himself and uh, possibly Carlos Braffitt may be left out now that Miguel Cummins has been brought into the attack, or they can go for the extra or rounder and leave Cummins out. But I don't think that Johnson will start. As you say there, we've got the, the, the test match coming up. The, the squad for the first test uh, was selected. Uh, one of the names that wasn't included because he withdrew was uh, Jerome Taylor, and his place was taken by Miguel Cummins. Taylor has uh, then announced his retirement from test cricket, and apparently he said he'd felt uh, disrespected by the West Indies uh, selectors for being asked to play in the Walmart Games, Reds. Well, I think it's the right of the selectors. Um, if if they want to just um, ask someone um, to play in a match before a test match, um, I, I think that's that, that that was a fair call. Hmm. Uh, let's face facts. Um, uh, Taylor and Roach, for example, have not really been hitting their straps. I think their the stats will, will tell the, the tale. Hmm. Um, whether he was not willing to to make the effort. I, I don't know, but you know, he's now decided that he'll be available for the shorter format of the game. What's your take on it? Do you think that Coach Lebron and the selectors were within their right to say, um, we want we want to see you know your rhythm, your form, hmm. um, how, how well you are bowling? Um, I don't think that the captain would have been overbowling him hmm. in, in, a, in a practice game. I didn't see him bowling long, long, long spells. But uh, I just want to hear a, a, your take on it. Oh, I agree with you, Reds. I, I'd have wanted to see how Taylor was bowling, particularly since uh, of late in the last six months he's been bowling so poorly. Uh, he was uh, dropped after one game in the World 2020, which is not an indicator for Test cricket, but uh, in Australia he bowled very poorly indeed. I would want to see how well he was bowling before uh, before including him in, in a squad. And um, if he's not prepared to put in the hard yards, then no. Well, also, I am very delighted to see Cummins. Uh, I know... You yourself, like me, Reds, have uh, long admired Cummins and think that he's a very promising young quick. Yes, he must have looked up at the sky and says, somebody up there doesn't like me. Mm. <laughs> you know, when Gabriel broke when, when Gabriel broke down in Australia, he went, didn't get a chance. When Roach broke down in India, um, you know, uh, he was not taken. Um, but um, I, I'm finally glad that, that, that he's in. And here's hoping he takes his chances very well indeed. Now I'd like to get maybe Tony Becker's um, comment on um, on uh, on Taylor. I, I know that he gets the program, and I'm sure that he he might like to to comment 
uh, via an email hmm? on whether he thought that Taylor was being unreasonable. Well, I, I, yeah, coming from Jamaica, respected uh, voice of uh, cricket. Yes, we'd love to hear his uh, his take on that. Another uh, selection there's been a great deal of comment about, um, we prefigured last week, was uh, the omission of uh, Dennis Ramdin. Um, Dowich will be keeping wicket. A lot of debate about that. There was a very good article about uh, Ramdin's batting statistics uh, put out on uh, Crick Info that uh, really underlined how poorly he's be- uh, performed in the last 12 months and, and beyond. Um, but I also got an email from a, a listener Reds, who I made the comment last week that uh, I wouldn't have left Ramdin out at this stage, and uh, he wanted me to try and explain that. Well, I personally take the position, as some others uh, respected voices like Derek Murray and others have said, that I'd have focused on the keeping, and unless I'm convinced that there's a better keeper out there than Ramdin, I would have stuck with my best keeper. But I don't deny for a moment that Ramdin has severely underperformed. Yes, and I, I think that um, this matter has been, you know, talked about, uh, written about, and we just need now, I think, uh, to move on without maybe going over ground that we've gone over before. It's it's, it's a done deal. Um, we wish um, Dennis Ramdeen every success as he continues to play, and right now, he is back in cricket and playing for the Knight Riders. Yep, and there's nothing. He's he's not an old man. He's, what is he, 31? So he's got every chance to come back and uh, prove people wrong. Somebody that will be there now, we've heard uh, for this series, uh, we didn't think it was going to be done and dusted in time, is they have now organised and confirmed that Joel Gahana is the manager of the West Indies cricket team, Reds. Yes, and I'm very glad about that. Um, it was probably badly handled, if I may say, um, if there was no clear indication whether he'll be appointed in time or whether he will be in Antigua um, at, at the right time, it, m- it might not um, should it be mentioned. Maybe it was an interview where he had to, the CEO of the West Indies board had to ask, answer a direct question. Hmm. But I think I am very, very glad to read that he's been appointed and he'll be with the West Indies team. I don't think that he would have wanted to have taken over, let's say, Jamaica after the first test. It, it just um, affects uh, being in charge from the start, um, making a input from the start. And I think the team itself would be very happy to know that uh, they have their manager in, in place to look after them. And I think his appointment um, comes at a time where maybe the board feels that they need that kind of uh, outstanding player, one, one with a, a fairly uh, a strong um, personality uh, to govern or to help or to assist, to encourage, um, to motivate a fairly young West Indies team. Yeah. No, we wish him and the side all the very best. Uh, and uh, obviously, as uh, passionate West Indies supporters, we hope uh, they win the series against India. Uh, but realistically, Reds, uh, what what would what would success mean? What would relative success be in this series for the West Indies? Well, certainly that we compete and that we take the game, you know, um, all the way. I mean, in the past, we've been beaten in India in three days, you know. Um, We wouldn't want that kind of embarrassment to come back. Not that we prepared well for that tour. Um, I think that that was a a bust-up job, and 
we we just went maybe um, to celebrate uh, Sachin's one one hundred. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I think um, if we can be competitive, um, the, and India, you know, over the years, and you can't just um, believe this will happen again or this will happen this time. India has not done all that away from home. They, they have got a bit of a tag of playing well at home and not playing so well away. Will that happen this time? A lot will depend, David, on how the first test goes. If they can come out of St. John feeling, ha, ah, you know, um, we were not outplayed. Um, we held our own. India didn't um, rattle up the runs. Um, our bowlers were competitive. We got some couple of scores from our top order. And let's say the match ends in a draw. I think we could go to Jamaica feeling that on a pacey wicket, um, not that India haven't brought on their own uh, pace bowlers at, at a very good level. Uh, maybe going to Jamaica uh, still nil all. It could be an interesting, an interesting second test. Yeah. Yeah. No, we wish and hope uh, for the best for the, the West Indies Test side. That's what we'll be watching uh, uh, next week. Uh, what we've been watching closely in the last week or two has, of course, been the uh, the, the CPL and. Uh, few things there. Uh, Martin Guptill, after successfully leading the guy on the Amazon Warriors up to this stage, has uh, got to go off and uh, represent New Zealand. He's being replaced by Australia's Nick Maddinson. But perhaps the thing that caught the headlines and um, this week, Red, was the, the very worrying and uh, horrible uh, head clash that uh, Kieran Powell experienced. Well, I didn't enjoy watching that. I mean, you know, it looked very serious for about 30 seconds. Hmm. You, do not, you, you did not know. Um, whether there was serious damage, head injuries. Um, the latest, uh, I understand that Powell is now out of hospital. I had told he had a, a broken collarbone, but that that, that that information didn't seem to be right. And there was a very positive um, statement coming from someone which says that he hopes to play in the, the next game. Um, but it was one of those things where Neither was seeing each other. They ran towards taking the catch, and I don't believe anybody was in striking distance to say, you know, no. anybody pull out. And in that noise, even if somebody was shouting, you know, um, to players to pull out, I don't believe anybody would would, would, would have heard. Yeah, no, it was it was very alarming, and um, uh, yeah. It, it odd to call it a, a highlight, but that perhaps was uh, the the focus uh, in a non cricketing sense this week. Uh, but it, but it's still being an enjoyable tournament, Reds. Um, uh, perhaps I've got a little bit used to uh, seeing um, uh, Faf Duplessis giving uh, uh, apologetic interviews at the end of the games after another defeat for uh, the St Kitts, his St Kitts side. Um, that they've seriously underperformed. Yes, and just to go back to the Amazon's loss, um, it was, in fact, uh, Guptil's last game. And to me, his worst game. His worst game with the bat. He performed very well. I think he led up to that game against the Towers very well. But I think he lost the plot um, at the point where Jamaica, who were only you know, trying to reach 129 or thereabouts, uh, when it was 4 for 2, um, I think at that point, um, he should have gotten the team to settle down. Uh, the fast bowlers um, used at that time, 
looked as if they were trying to blast the middle order out and bowling faster and faster, shorter and shorter. Um, sometimes the, long, the length and the line would be wrong. And the Tala was played very well then. They, they scored very, very quickly. Hmm. And to me, instead of using Mohammed to turn the ball away from the left-handers, um, he used Pomal turning it into the left-handers. I thought that his use of spit um, was a bad choice when you had someone like Emrit who bows a very heavy ball and who bows a very good line. I don't think that it was the best game, the best game uh, for Guptil. Maybe he had he had all the things in his mind. He was leaving to go all the way back to New Zealand and down, down to South Africa. But I thought that the, the tactics of the Amazon were wrong, doing very well to get four for two. But then I think uh, losing uh, losing um, their thinking powers in, in the middle. And you still had Russell there. Um, the Bangladesh player played brilliantly. And then, of course, despite the injury to Gale, he came out and he hit some very long balls. Mm. Yep, no, it's uh, still thoroughly enjoyable to watch and uh, uh, still hard to sort of uh, perhaps pick uh, the winner. It could be uh, one or two or three. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll be watching that uh, in the evenings and watching the test match during the daytime. Um, a few bits of news to, uh, to also sort of like quickly chat about and uh, flag up as it were, uh, well, a, a couple here that uh, are on the horizon. Dave Cameron uh, announced that uh, it's going to be in uh, August the 24th, 25th, when the West Indies Cricket Board are going to have a chat with the disaffected uh, 2020 players. Um, another piece of news that came out of Antigua is the intention to strip Sir Alan Stanford of his um, his, his knighthood. Uh, and uh, for next week, the, there's going to be the preliminary... Um, the, the opening up of the case um, and Andre Russell's drug case where he's missed three whereabouts that's that's on the horizon Reds well I'm not surprised that the knighthood um, is being taken away um, you know when you examine all the facts uh, I think um, it would have been probably a little embarrassing to Antigans to, and Barbudans to have kept that knighthood in place I would like to be a fly in the wall, or I would like to be a fly in the wall um, when the Western East Board meets um, the players you, you, you mentioned. But here is hoping that, um, you know, it will be a constructive meeting and some, um, some kind of compromise on both sides um, will uh, be done. And here is hoping that, um, you know, the, the outcome will be one regarding the best interests of West Indies cricket. It's going to be a difficult meeting, and it really needs maybe who is going to cheer it, um, that he, he has the, uh, the best skills possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as the Andre Russell case goes, I was uh, stumbling over my words, uh, to say the least, just then. Really, because uh, well, I want to be careful how I, how I phrase it. Um, it's not going to be uh, the actual case itself. I think it's more sort of preliminary hearings. But there, there is the chance where he missed three whereabouts 
uh, tests uh, in a 12-month period that he could face anything up to a two-year ban. And this comes on top of it's not a, you know, quite a similar case to what happened with Odin Brown, who recently uh, did receive a 15-month ban. I, rem- I remember a certain England footballer who went to have his hair cut and missed um, a test. I think he ended up missing nine months of, of playing for a, a famous in, in club. But, um, you know, this is a very technical matter. And we just have to see um, how it, it, it comes out. And here's hoping from um, a personal point of view, from a cricket point of view, from a West Indies point of view, that he's out of the game at all or, or not too long. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad it's being dealt with at last because it's been hovering around there in the last six months or so. Um, this won't put an end to it, but at least it's not been forgotten about, and we will report uh, more when we when we know. A case that was concluded and um, uh, information given on this week was the historical case where Ramnaresh Sarwan uh, had made a claim against the West Indies Cricket Board. Um, he was awarded 161 US dollars. It was. Uh, uh, announced this week. Uh, he'd taken uh, a, the, the, well, the inc- incident went back to 2010 when the then CEO of the WICB, Ernest Hilaire, uh, had to question Ramnaresh Sarwan's uh, fitness and his dedication to the team and there have been words exchanged and uh, the ruling came out that uh, Sarwan had indeed suffered uh, loss and damage and, uh, and damages were awarded to him this week. Well, it's another case of arbitration lost by the West Indies board. I don't know what the number is now, but it must be getting into the teens. And uh, I think what probably went under the radar was, in fact, that uh, Linda Simmons also won um, a case against the West Indies board. When you just about, you know, maybe were starting to forget about the Sarwan Simmons case. Mm. The Simmons case was one, uh, I recall, and I always felt that um, if there was something that happened in Australia, he should have been brought in front of a committee and, you know, given his his opportunity uh, to have his say. Uh, He just wasn't selected by the Clyde Butts uh, committee. And that went on to me much too long without even having... Um, facing um, a disciplinary committee. Hmm. Uh, the, the, the one with Ronnie Sarman, Sarman is it gets very te- technical and very detailed, hmm. and I think uh, we, we just don't have the time, David, to handle uh, that whole case on, on this show. No, no, absolutely. Uh, but the details, as ever, I will, uh, when I place this podcast on my Roland Butcher's Hook blog, I will put a link to the... Uh, uh, to the story as uh, as best put out by uh, by Sportsmax this week. Uh, well, the Sarwan story is all over the Caribbean in great detail. No, absolutely, and it's good to get it there out to, to the wider uh, readers and listeners outside the Caribbean as well. A uh, couple of other things before we just wrap up, Reds. Uh, I just want to flag up... Um, uh, uh, advertising really a uh, very good friend of both of ours the, the former international umpire John Holder there's a biography of him that's uh, just coming out or just come out so it's called Test of Character and uh, I'm going to you know, put a link to, to that review I'm hoping to have the author of that book on the uh, the show soon Andrew Murtagh who's a former uh, uh, teammate of uh, John Holder's and uh, I just want to uh, bring that to people's attention um, I'm sure you want to join me Reds in just taking a moment to uh, wish the very best to uh, former England opening batsman Michael Carberry, who was diagnosed with cancer this week. Very sad. 
Yes, um, he is of Barbadian Guyanese parents, uh, my research uh, tells me. And, um, you know, I, I would like to see maybe both the Guyana and Barbados board reach out to him and, and uh, you know, hopefully that, um, you know, he will come out all right. He can be cured. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we wish him the very best of luck with uh, with with that challenge. Uh, so finally, Red, our, our usual end of uh, end of show little uh, walk down memory lane. In the last week, uh, it's been the uh, the sixtieth birthday of a former Wisden uh, uh, West West Indies Cricket Annual Player of the Year, nineteen eighty one. The Trinidad and Tobago leg spinner Harold Joseph. Yeah, he's just turned sixty, and uh, somebody no doubt that you saw at close quarters, Reds. And of course, our friends in Canada and in the USA. Absolutely, and throughout the internet as well, whether they listen to us on SoundCloud or iTunes, where you can now get this podcast. And as Red says, uh, if you want to contact us, uh, please do. Our email address is willowinthewindies at outlook.com. And uh, yeah, we'd be delighted to hear from you. This has been the Willow in the Windies, the Caribbean cricket podcast with me, David Orm, and Red Pereira. And we both hope you can join us again next time. Goodbye.